Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, January 7th, the day after the insurrection. In this episode, Chelsea stomps Spurs, Lukaku's back on side, Man United is in bus throwing mode. But first, Mike, you came around in the Carabao Cup, they got you, you were ready, and then uh, Spurs are uh, did the thing that you do, I know you don't like the word, this Spurs. <sighs> We were saying right before we recorded that uh, I, I felt like Tony they, Soprano they in therapy. So, they so screwed you. They <laughs> fucked me. They fucked me. I literally, I was like, I was watching that game, but not even that game. I was watching the first five minutes of that game. And the second the ball left Jaffa Tanganga's foot in the fourth minute of the game, I and it goes in, and I just felt like Tony in therapy, like, those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers. And I just, I just... Why did I let them do this to uh, you, me? You you decided. You decided. By the way, we'll get into it, but I do. I'm going to do quick FA Go Cup through schedule. all the fucking. I don't think there's any that many other I'm just going to run it. through it as fast cool. as I can. And give me, put a minute on the clock. Swindon plays Manchester City tomorrow at noon, noon, noon. Mansfield Town, Middlesbrough. That's a lot of M's. Hardypool, Blackpool. Someone's going to jump in the pool. It's not going to be me. Fulham, Bristol City. I don't know where those two teams play. Burnley versus Huddersfield. Those are two terrible places no one ever wants to go. Coventry versus Derby County. That's a fun game. Wayne Rooney is the coach of the year in England. By the way, check them out. They have a 21-point deficit. They might get out of the relegation zone. Fuck you, Newcastle. Coventry, they wear sky blue. I like them. In the most violent game of the round, Millwall at home against Crystal Palace. There will be violence. (laughs) No one likes us. We don't care. Newcastle, Cambridge United. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Trippy assigned. Petersburg, Bristol. Don't know what that's going on there. Barnsley versus Barrow. Barrow is in the middle of nowhere, and they make submarines there. That is a cool town. West Brom versus Brighton in a battle of teams that used to be in the championships, but now they're not. But West Brom might be back to play Brighton again. Interesting. Leicester versus Watford. That's a Premier League game. Huh? I didn't even notice game. that. The Kitty Minster Harriers versus Reading. Wow, Kitty Minster. They're back. Hey, Reading. Port- those are my friends. Yeah. Port Vale versus Brentford. I don't know where Port Vale is, but I like their name. Wigan. Fuck you, Wigan. I hate you. I'll always hate you. Wigan Athletic versus Blackburn Rovers. Be on the lookout for Brereton Diaz, the man who became a Chilean. Amazing player. QPR versus Rotherham. I don't know where Rotherham is, but I like QPR. West London. Boreham Wood versus AFC Wimbledon. Boreham Wood. Funny name. Wimbledon. Mm, a cool team. Is that team. the first dick joke of the show? <laughs> hey, that's what I've got. Boreham Wood. You have a counter. Anyway. Ding. <laughs> Hull City versus Everton. Hull City, very good in this competition. Made it to the final against... Arsenal. Arsene Wenger, many years ago. It was the yep. first t- title in 10 years. Chelsea versus Chesterfield. Chesterfield are 13 unbeaten, top of the National League. They get a big payday. Good for Chesterfield. Same place as the cigarettes come from. Probably not. Uh, Birmingham City versus Plymouth Argyle. I hear you can get good socks there. It's not the same. I made that up. Swansea versus Southampton. South Coast, lots of S's. I like that game. Not going to watch it. Yeovil Town versus Bournemouth. Yeovil's on the south coast. Bournemouth on the south coast. That is a very pleasant game. Yeovil Town is a very pretty seaside town. If you ever go to England, I recommend going to Yeovil. Luton, Harrogate, don't know. Stoke, Leighton Orient. Hey, Eddie Hearn. Cardiff City, Preston. Preston North End, oldest team in England. Charlton, Norwich. Don't know much about Charlton, but they are in London. Wolves, Sheffield United. There's going to be overlapping fullbacks and guys doing weird stuff. Oh, no, that's their old coach. This is a different Sheffield United. I don't know what they're up to. West Ham versus Leeds. Hey, that's a Premier League game. Way to go. Tottenham versus Morecambe. We talked about the shrimps and their Morecambe 
Simone, that was for you. Very funny. Love you, she Simone. Sent dirt, she sent dirty pictures afterwards. Not of herself, but, you know, to my sister. <laughs> that would be weird. Good, really important, really important distinction. <laughs> Liverpool versus Shrewsbury. Shrew, the Shrews get to go to Liverpool and play. Good for them. Right. Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal in the Battle of Reds. The two-time European champions. Nottingham Forest. Get them, They Forrest. get to play Arsenal. And we round off the FA Cup third round, one of the most glorious and biggest days in English football with Man United versus Aston Villa. And I will tell you this, Villa's going to beat United because they are in disarray. And we'll get after that after you talk about Spurs. Mm, I was do I have to? That yes, I do. Minutes. And here's why. Our <laughs> friend Andrew Hellman uh, in uh, the Squeaky Bum Time Facebook group called oh, me and out. the ICL firm. Yes. He's a double uh, so man. It's funny because um, I had a realization yesterday when I saw Andrew's comment uh, in the group that we are effectively are uh, like him watching Spurs shit the bed in the manner that they did and being a fan of the show and knowing that I am a Spurs supporter. He immediately felt the Scheiden fraud that I so often feel when Arsenal lose and I tune in to Arsenal fan TV. It's been a great season for me for United. I love Ole right. out. We got like miles and right, miles right, right. and hours and hours of Ole out. But so what I had the horrifying and sort of honored feeling was that I'm somebody's Arsenal fan TV. That's a lot to take in for a ah, Spurs supporter. You but I got to give the people. You are a Claude. Not good enough, Robbie. <laughs> it's got to go. So Conte does not am, have to go. I, I am... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they all do. I am just, I'm horrified and we got to give the people what they want. So from top to bottom, here are your squeaky bum time Tottenham Hotspur player ratings for the first leg of the Carabao Cup semifinal. You're not out. Remember that. No, 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 no. I didn't say we were. I just want all of these players out. Now, if you've listened to the show a lot, you know that I'm not overly dramatic in like these guys got to go or whatever. But There's these guys 11 go. players on the field. I think I want to keep maybe three of them. Okay? okay. So here we go. I'm getting the catapult out. I'm going to shoot the following players into the fucking sun. Okay. Jaffet Tanganga. I feel bad because he's a kid and he was put in a tough spot into the catapult. You go, eh, 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 eh. boom, he's gone. Okay. By the way, he was at fault for both goals. The pass to Emerson he was. was short. He telegraphed it and fucking Alonso so, was on it like a flash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, that was such an obvious when the lineups came out and we're playing this and, and Alonso is, is going to be in an advanced position with Tanganga basically on that side. You yeah. knew that he was going to just abuse Tottenham for 90 minutes. And that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> He's been I great. fucking hate him. Dude, His hair is like incredible. I was sweating like Marcus Alonso playing Mario Kart. That was horrible for 90 minutes. Um, but actually, I wasn't because I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? After it's 2 nothing, I just kind of like, hello, darkness, my old friend. I just kind of sat there like George Costanza in the, in the fucking couch. Just like, yep, yep. The fucking sprinkled potato chip crumbs all over my fucking chest. Um, it was bad. Davidson Sanchez had a, I'm going to say this, this is ridiculous. He had a good game and he was a victim of his surroundings. Like we were talking about with Liverpool and, and Chelsea where, where Van Dyke was only be able to do so much because Konate was nowhere to be seen. The rest of Tottenham's defense was nowhere to be seen. Dave Sanchez was the only guy back there. He was like, can I fucking get some help from somewhere? Are ben we calling Davies. him Dave? We use Dave Sanchez. I, I, I like calling him Dave. He's a friend of mine. You know, I call him what the fuck I want, right? 
So Ben Davies is going to oh, get God. scapegoated here. He's got to go. And it's not fair. He does have to go. He's a good rotational player side, like for, for a side like this. But my God, we have to talk about his face. Oh. Uh, the hello darkness, my old friend, <laughs> when the ball goes off of Tanganga's forehead, off of his forehead. And honestly, it was a great shot. Bang, into the net, 2-0 yeah. Chelsea. The thing, the thing was, is again, Tanganga, like, Tanganga had time. Tanganga did not have to clear it that way. There was a easier clearance. Yeah. He just, he needed a shout. He needed someone to say, leave it. There was no one around. And he cut. Like, and Davies is, is, is just that, sitting is that, there. Is that Chelsea didn't, Chelsea created and were dominant and all this stuff. It was just two little goals. Like it wasn't. No, they like, weren't. I, I would say that they were fine. They were a beatable side. They did not play their nearly their best lineup. Um, but there was just. Dom- they were so dominant though. Like you yeah, couldn't get the but, ball. But like here's you just why. Had the ball because you had, you didn't even let me start getting going into this team. Matt Darty. At the left wing back, I oh, suppose he was, he was he's bad. a right-handed, pl- a right-footed player. He's playing left back because we're not playing Reggion for for reasons. Okay, that's fine. Um, he was putrid again. Um, he literally looks like he's forgotten how to play the sport. Like I think uh, Mourinho broke him. Oh, Mourinho broke him right in half. But the thing is, is that Mourinho sold Kyle Walker Peters to get to our next victim. Pierre Emerick Hoybier. He was bad. <laughs> oh, and then replaced Kyle Walker Peters with Matt Doherty. So I just we're going to talk a little bit more about Jose in the in the later part of the show when we get back to United. Yeah. But I just Hoybier, who we've sung praises on for a while, it's and just, the what, knives, it's just too many games. Fine, but the knives were out for him. And and the weird thing is that he looks. Remember at the Euros where he was like a top five player in the whole tournament. Yeah, because Denmark is awesome. I mean, but he was one of the main reasons yeah. that Denmark was pushing on, right? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. just all well, the magic. I, I, I think, whatever the I fuck think he the, had the on thing, him the was thing gone. that I notice is I'm looking at the lineups is Chelsea had one. It was one of these things where we don't notice it because we're not sophisticated enough, and you're watching the game, you're feeling the emotion, and whatever. Not but sure what was. you could tell was Chelsea seemed to have an extra man all the time. And what they were doing was, and Mount seemed to be free all the time. It was either Mount or Alonso. Because of the way they were set up, they it seemed that Chelsea had the five men in the back. The midfield's empty. The three at the front are pressing. But that left Skip and Hoiberg on their own. And anytime Royale went with Mason Mount, Alonso went behind him. Yep. Anytime he went to Alonso, Mount found Mount the space in between. Yep. So yep. they were just banging the ball around. There was no way for Spurs to look good in this game. And no. I suppose I didn't really watch much of the second half, uh, but I would, I, did. I would, I would, I mean, I'm sure Spurs played better. It's just natural. Not, that they would have. I mean, okay. Spurs played better in the second half in the context of the fact that they didn't put a ball off of their own player's face and it's an own fucking net. Okay. So and that's they had the con- shots on goal. Uh, sure. I believe <laughs> they had two. They did. They had two. So yeah. like, I mean, they got pants the entire game. Um, and, and and I think Skip was fine. I'm not going to give Skip any shit. I thought uh, Skip I think, was fine too. I think he yeah. just was trying to run around. I think and cover for spaces where they they just right. chase shadows. It was and, and at a, the it front was a master end, class. Like at the front end just, of the of the field, Lucas was doing actually a very similar job as Skip, only more advanced. Uh, Emerson is he's fine. He's not good, but he he's his ceiling is low. So I, I, see the, see I watched I, the, I watched it back. For a particular reason, 
I wanted because I saw the first half stats and I was like, what the fuck happened? It wasn't lack of effort in this game. No. Spurs were running. Spurs were getting after guys. It just seemed like, like I said, when Chelsea got the ball, they had it for 15, for five minutes. And whenever Spurs got the ball, it was two passes and a fuck up. And if, yep. and if Kane got a hold of the ball, there were three guys on him. Right. They or if any of the front, them. right. If any of the front players got on the ball, someone was on them. And then I felt like, I felt like Doherty was bad and Emerson seemed to make a bad pass and balls coming out of the back were bad. Like the, the buildup attempts by, by Spurs were so bad. And it really came down to when Spurs aren't deep enough yet to not have Dyer in the lineup. You, you realize, Oh, Dyer makes good passes. Yeah. Right. Even and though you, he's you, slow and you've big-headed. Been banging on Dyer for what feels like well, years he, at this point. He's terrible. He no, can't defend. He's, he's come along. Believe yeah. it or not, well, and in he this can, but side, he can pass the ball, right? He yeah. can move the ball, and then Sanchez in the middle of the three, it, it's not where he should be. He needs to be on the on the side of one. So everything got disjointed, and Spurs right. just got whacked, and it didn't really help. One of the reasons they got was their con- shit kicked in. They're not good enough. Well, of course, but I'm gonna call him out because he's getting along because he's friends with Tom fucking Holland. Hyunming's son has been invisible and awful for two months. You know what's hilarious is that Spurs, I guess, I think everybody must get a representative for this. Spurs nominated Sonny for the Premier League Player of the Month today. And I went, what the fuck are you watching? Because he's been awful. Awful. He never gets shit from anyone. But he has been so bad. And honestly... You could go back to last season right around Christmas. So almost 365 days because he had that obviously torrid start with Kane and they were unbelievable. They were banging in everything. But then he sort of started to tail off and then he went just flat, flatlined, right? And Kane and he and, he and Kane don't, don't sync up anymore. It's as if something were to happen between the two of them. Now, like you said – the only like two or three good balls I've seen the whole game. One was from Loris, who, by the way, God bless him. He gets a 10 out of 10 just for fucking having to be behind all of these morons. I love him. And I am so sorry, Hugo. Please don't ever leave us. David, David, uh, Ben Davies face gets an eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. But his play was a four. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kane was bad, but it was like, what did you expect? What do you want him to do? Right? Yeah. How much further back do you want him to de- to to drop? And the funny thing is, is there were a couple of times where in he that game, balls. He ne- in in that game, he needed to drop in defensively, right? Because so because Hoiberg couldn't do his fucking job. Well, because they were outnumbered, and and uh, Saul and Jorginho, and they just were bing 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 bing. They yeah. just there was nothing. There was nothing. And they then could so do. There, it's very clear that you need help in the middle of the park. And so at halftime, you bring on Tangy and Domelay. It was fine. Who I've said many times on this show, is the most talented player on the field almost all of the time he's playing on both teams. And, and that was true. He was he was he he breathed some life into the side. And again, it's a two-leg affair. If you got one back, you're right back in it. You're going home. You have a shot. Um, just nothing came from it. But now going into the second leg, I'm like, you you have to start in Dombele. 
fully yeah, knowing. He, he may, he may, he may, he may think that he's going to get a transfer by now and then. I would hope so. But uh, but, but I, I do want to get in I the do 60th wanna, minute. He's going to fucking hit the stop button and be like, I don't want to play anymore. I do want to give some respect to Chelsea. One, they played really well. They carried over how yeah, they played they versus Liverpool. They actually played well, even though they they drew that game. Uh, I thought Ziyech was really good. Uh, Havertz was good. Lukaku. I have to say that Tuchel, even though it became a, a drama, he gets he gets respect for he gets Lukaku to apologize to the team on a yep. fucking prison video, and then brings him on side. Didn't and I tell you looked, I would do that? And now he looks like a fucking man management genius. That team now will respect him always. Be like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. I will sh- fuck you. Didn't, didn't I, will I tell drop, you he was going to do that? I will drop you in the biggest game of the year. Listen, we gave Tuchel shit, I think, on the last show or maybe yeah. one before that. And But I said he's going to play. I thought he would score. I was surprised. And he missed a sitter or two. But, I, I mean, I had Lukaku scoring and Chelsea winning. I, I thought it was going into this. He was I was excited, but I thought we would lose. I did not think we would have just completely get past. You needed to nick a goal. That's yeah, all you no, I know. And here's the thing. We're not going to score three at home without Chelsea scoring. Yeah, have you scored three at home all year? Yeah, yeah, against Norwich. Oh, but like, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it doesn't count. <laughs> but my point is we're not going to get three without Chelsea getting one. So yeah. not yeah. that – and I don't think away goals count, so I think it goes straight to penalties at that point. It does. It does. It does. That's So you need fine, to game on. Yeah. If you score three, if you win 3-1 at home, then you have a, like a, a coin flip chance, I guess. Well, fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. And but, then I did I mean, notice that uh, – one thing I did notice with uh, Kepa, he's a good passer. Yeah, no, I think that was an underrated thing at at Chelsea being really pacey and coming back at you really quickly because there just... was a lot of long balls and he'd get it and boom, fire it right into Saul and turn right back into the attack and you'd be like, this team is set up to counter is... though yeah. with Lucas and Sonny, especially with Alonso and and, and Mount and, and Jorginho sort of getting forward. There was so much room if you could get there. They couldn't there. sting anything together. I know. And then Rudiger is a motherfucker. And Saar, I don't know who oh, he Rudiger. is, but he's a bad motherfucker too, man. They have a Yeah, young... but he could be exposed. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But uh, I do want to go into um, another uh, a team that used to – wait, sorry. I've got nothing. Man United is back, and they are throwing their coach under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't noticed they had a poor game against uh against wolves and i think rangnick is tr- finally seeing oh fuck this is not Schalke. this is not germany no, this is not leaks. red bull this is not some little podunk oh we did this cool project this is manchester united and the players run the asylum and apparently they're th- got the knives out for him the players are unhappy you know the quest to presses now kind of going, oh, what has Rangnick ever done? Is well, he gonna that's the problem, right? If yeah. he tries to pull what Tuchel just did, which, by the way, he more or less was on a lower level trying to pull rank and be like, I'm the captain here. And every, like you said, the natives are like, no, 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 you're not. Right? Yeah, we you run can't pull town. rank on Ronaldo. The, the, you'll right. lose the, the fans will turn there on is immediately. one man in the world who can pull rank on Ronaldo, and he's not coming back anytime soon because he's like 85 fucking years old at this yeah. point. That's Sir Well, Alex. I think the other thing is like Tuchel has more intensity and more char- charisma than Rangnick does. Rangnick is chill. He's an administrator. He's a, he's a professor. He's a guy who runs a school. Right, he's but a, he's just he's, never had to deal with a big stage and things going sideways. I think, I think what's happening is – 
for four years or three years, they haven't had to do shit because Ole was a bitch. And Rangnick's like, we're fucking practicing. Yeah. He One of the first complaints was he makes us stay after 5 p.m. in the dark. Okay. Yeah. You guys suck. Yeah. But I don't think that he has the gravitas to get them to listen. So no, he, he can make them practice and he could be telling them the greatest thing in the world. But the difference is, it's like, he's not Steve Gerrard who can just walk in here and be like, who am I? I'm Steve fucking Gerrard. That's who I am. Yeah, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I agree. And so let's talk about the real story of the day with Manchester United. Um, Ed Woodward came out earlier yesterday that he is going to be stepping down at the end of this was uh, known, but it was floating. Right. He didn't know when. First week of February, which I found ironically funny because it's the end of the January transfer period. Feels fitting. So every Manchester United fan that I know was rejoicing. Oh, thank goodness. He's gone. He's finally gone. He's out. Woodward out. Blah, blah, blah. Let me ask some. How many teams would be so lucky, because I sure as shit know one, to have that level of involvement that amount of spend right so what i'm what my question for manchester united fans here is what are you tasking um woodward with as far as transgression transgressions go what has he done wrong because for me here's what he's done he's brought in romelu lukaku paul pogba rafael varan i'm gonna miss zlatan. a few zlatan ibrahimovic uh angel di maria um i mean Marshall. oh i don't know Cristiano Ronaldo like so there's there's just so many impact players that he coaches have said I want this player and he has always as far as I know Alexis Sanchez also by the way flopped but they had a huge I didn't hear people yelling about Ed Woodward when they were celebrating and retweeting the Manchester United uh video of Alexis playing glory, glory, man United at old Trafford on a fucking piano. I, I think, didn't see that. I so where the, were you the, then? You can't do that now. I think, I think where he was, was I think if the, for, for the, sorry, for the run of the mill sort of man United fan, he was doing what they wanted him to do. He was buying famous players to fit into the team. It was sure. more of a Galactico style. Yep. And and the other thing was it would never seem to be the right player at the right time. Like it was always late in the window or it was always after, oh, City's going to get him. Oh, now we'll get him. It always seemed reactive and never seemed Oh, I don't agree. Polished. I think Pogba, and, and, and I that's, think but, but, Lukaku but, though. But it never seemed polished early on. I think later windows were much better. I mean, there were some bad ones like Schweinsteiger and Schneiderlin and, you know, just Matic coming in late. Like, there were there were issues that were bad. But, like, I feel like the last few windows were much, much better, right, when they brought in the young guys. And I think the thing that fucked up this team was Ronaldo. I think he was out of the plans. They were going to go with Greenwood and Rashford, and they panicked. No, but you brought in <laughs> you brought in Varane. You said it on the show last week. Varane and Ronaldo to the team who finished in second place. Yeah, you should be better. <laughs> right. So is that down to Woodward? Like, I don't understand. No. Like, but is but he hired the coaches. He's wait, 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 he's wait. the organization. Hold on. Okay. Since I mentioned Sir Alex, since he retired, Sir Alex has had a hand in every manager appointment. Everyone. Sure? If I'm Ed Woodward 
And part of my job is replacing Sir Alex, who, by the way, and you've said it on the show before, did everything. He was the judge, jury, and executioner. He was the coach. He was the GM. He was the transfer. Everything, right? So you're trying to replace one man with a couple. So that's obviously difficult. You being one of them, you meaning Ed Woodward. Um, so right away, that's difficult in and of itself. And I'm he not, was not crying set for up him. to succeed. He actually did okay in a way. That's what way. I mean. Yeah. At some point, how is this not more on the shoulders of Louis Van Hall and Jose Mourinho? And it, but Ole I think it, it is. Those guys did lose their jobs. <laughs> right, right. But like I I I struggle to understand. Granted, and by the way, this is all a, a symptom of the um the the bar being so high for Man United, right? Like, so that's like, you didn't I, beat City and win the league and Liverpool has risen to power under I, this regime. I think, so therefore I think you're it's a failure. really, really, really difficult. One of the most, if, if getting rid of an aging superstar is the hardest thing to do, getting rid of an institution like, or ch- the, the transition from an institution like Alex Ferguson was yeah. even harder. Absolutely. Right? Way harder. Look at how uh, Arsenal are just coming out of it. And they worked hard at it. I mean, they mm-hmm. they they chopped and changed and kind of watched United and was like, wait a minute, something's fucked up. Yeah. I think another piece that's missing is Woodward did take over for the he took over the whole organization. Like there wasn't there was no left holdover. Right. And then the other piece is the Glazers are the team has been not modern set up for a long time. I mean I think the two model franchises, as much as you want to talk about money and whatever and however you want to deal with it, Chelsea does it one way and City does it the other. You can talk about City, money, blah, blah, blah. Fact is, they spent the same amount of money as Manchester United and they've gotten way more for it. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Right? Like, they don't, they don't, and this. And we this make mistakes. Kind of there are plenty of mistakes. Of course. Tons. I mean, how many center backs? You talked about it. A lot. <laughs> so this segues in, importantly into what our our good friend of the pod, Chari, has uh, kind of looked at it and said, well, Woodward sort of ran the team as if he were running the marketing wing only. He, yes, exactly. And and to, to, to be fair, he was. And what he was basically trying to do was have his cake and eat it too in the sense that he was trying to have these big, sexy Galactical. name signings. Galactico, as you said, but sort of Barcelona E too. And it wasn't getting late Barcelona. <laughs> late Barcelona. Post Neymar Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badly. It was getting instead of we we talked about it. If they had a, a great defensive midfielder, <clears throat> if they had gone and got Declan Rice instead of Varane and Ronaldo, they might be in first place. Yes. Um, right? So it's not getting the right man at the job, but also. That's so Monday morning quarterback. That's so difficult. I'm frankly, it's so easy for you and me to sit here and say, so I'm going to take the opposite approach and say, wait a second, where were you, not you, where were the proverbial, um, you know, the Woodward out people People, who they hammered him. But that's what I'm saying. Where were you when when Ronaldo was signing? Where were you when Varane oh, yeah, was course, signing? Of course, of course, of course. You were fucking doing backflips when Cristiano Ronaldo came back and he didn't go to City. So I don't want to hear it from you because the fact of the matter is, is that he gave you what you wanted. And then you realized what you wanted wasn't what you needed. And now you're stuck with it. And you're fighting for the fourth place instead of fighting for the title. This is and why that's fans should this is why fans should not run teams. I'll yeah, say yes. a million times, right? 
City have bought, and I know this as a City fan, City have bought players not based on fame, except for Grealish. I, Grealish was weird. Grealish was it's, it's definitely sort of a little bit outside of yeah. our normal purchases. But Bernardo Silva was just a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. David Silva, a great player international for Spain, but not a personality. He they, was they, sort of a name. But but but, Rodri. but I mean, they're not personalities. They're not right. driving Rodri, social Laporte. media. They're not. They're not shirts. They they are space. They're being bought solely on their proficiency. Right. On the I pitch. would say that they haven't shied away from names necessarily, no. but they have to have the substance too. Raheem Sterling was a name. John he Stones was a, was a name. Right. Like when they bought him. Yeah. Um. So. But they, not, but it's but it's prime. It's not. It's not popularity these players are no, 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 we know. see something that will fit yes. within our context yes there is and, no context at united right and, and and even if you have the uh the the you know the entourage or like the excitement around you yeah it's because city go okay that's fine well that means we're gonna have to pay extra for him like a grealish yeah i mean Back when it wasn't cool to be dropping fifty million a piece on a player, you dropped it for Sterling and oh, for Stones. Tons, tons and tons of players. Okay, you want to talk about inflation? Too. Think about the 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 international transfer market inflation in the last ten years, <laughs> right? Like like fucking. I mean, Sterling on any other team other than Liverpool, or from going to any other team than City, probably thirty million, and that's not a slight on him. That was a lot of money at the time. Basically, he's Wilfred Zaha. What do you mean? He's essentially the same player, just that he got out of being oh, in South sure, London. But, but, he should have. But, but, but if yeah. he was, yeah, he would have just been that guy. But, but what I'm saying is, is that because City were like, oh, 30? fuck it, Get, here's fifty, but have him here tomorrow, right? <laughs> like, like, uh, like you better drop him off and make sure he's polished, yeah. right? Yeah. And, so, and, and, and and City, you know, City do pay over the margins, and there's tons of players that have come and gone. Guys that are like Negredo and Wilfred Boney. Sure, and there's tons and tons of mistakes and weird guys that Pellegrini like, like Martin I wouldn't even say mistakes. They just, they don't fit in with a certain manager, a certain system, as well as somebody might've thought. Um, Bakary Sanya. I mean, these guys are. Ooh, that's a good deep cut. Nice one. (laughs) Nice one. Yeah. I mean, he was there with the, with the braids. I remember him. What a, what a weird dude. Yeah. Uh, I think he ended up in France. I think he played for Henri in Montreal. Yeah. Very weird. Um, We do have other news. Uh, I do want to take a minute. I don't remember what I was going to say about weird transfers, American players moving. Oh yeah, that's right. Place. We have Pepe going to Augsburg from Dallas mm-hmm. for 25 million. Is that the highest paid number for an American player? Well, Pulisic, but I mean, right. from, from MLS. No, but from MLS, that's a from massive MLS, number. It probably is. Yeah. Um, that's a massive number. And that's a big deal. Right. And, and again, from to Augsburg, right. So, um, are they clubs. They, they're yeah. just above the re- they're they're a relegation team, but they're like in twelfth or thirteenth. We'll see. He seems to have good movement. I'm interested in what but he. But again, to do. here come the Germans swooping in, finding a, a, a top American oh. talent. Now they paid twenty five million for him, which is not your normal. That's a lot. You know, cut all right. That's a lot. It's for not your normal team, cut rate. That's a lot. Say right, like like the, like we we had a show a long time ago at this point where we basically talked about how the Germans have identified. Americans at an early age have the athleticism and they can sort of be taught uh, and they can be crafted into how to play the game and all that stuff. Gio Reyna comes to mind, right? Now, obviously Pulisic and others. Um, uh, Weston McKinney, for one, um, who, by the way, come on, Paris. 
Come on, Paratici. Bring him to fucking Tottenham. Um, can he pass? Yes, better than Pierre Emerick fucking Hoiberg he can. Um, so, but yeah, the Germans basically strike again and say, this is a player who we think we're going to invest 25 million and we think we can turn him around for 75 to an English team in two years. Um, so it's I, an attempt I mean, I'm hoping market. that he can. And these are marketing ploys, right? The German oh, league, of course. the German league is lousy at marketing its league. It's so insular. It tries its damnedest, but it just can't penetrate the the U.S. market the way the Premier League can. This they they have all the production value. It has the louds fans. It has everything. I'll tell you what it doesn't have: any fucking competition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't. And and we you've said it many many times about how basically they're all just feeder clubs for Bayern, and it's true. Um, yeah, but I'm he excited plays really for well. That. He goes to Bayern. Hey, listen. We are less than a year away, which sounds ridiculous, from the World Cup. And so if Ricardo Pepe can get some real minutes and, and, and start to really craft his game at that level, at that European level, oh, he becomes a player one. for this U.S. A city team. player, NYCFC's own champion center back, Julian Sands, goes mm. to Rangers in Scotland. All right, Scots. Ah! All right. I didn't see that one. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, I good. think it's a loan, so he's going to go and come back. That's fine. That's perfect. Yeah. Six, but six Scotland is, is Scotland MLS. They're above it. They're above it. I'll tell you why. They're above it for the atmospheres. They're That's above it for the, the number of fans. Yeah. For yeah. the well, whatever, sure. But for the Scottishness instead of Englishness, right? Like they're they're uh, that experience <laughs> is going to teach you more about the game than MLS could in six months than than MLS could in thirty years. Yeah, he just has to play one old firm derby and be like, oh fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. This fucking matters. This is time. some this is some old school shit. Right. This is right. we're gonna bomb your house. Right. You are going scum. from oh, we're playing the Houston Dynamo to that guy's gonna kill my family. Right. <laughs> so this is real it's it's a coming of age that can I it's just, not can I, just can about I just, the quality. Can of I play. just pour a little bit out for sectarian violence? My God. <laughs> I love it so much. On Twitter when Sands got his thing, someone made a joke about Sands who was one of the famous uh, IRA hunger strikers who who didn't eat for three weeks. They're so on top of it. They're just yeah. like, oh, Sands, that's the same name as the guy who who had a hunger strike from the IRA. This happened in the 80s. Like, they're just on their sectarian they're shit. So They've got good, songs dude. about killing people and bombings and IRAs Listen. and baseball bats. So Rangers are the Protestant team and Celtic are the Irish team and Glasgow well, goes Catholic to team. war. I'm sorry, uh, the Catholic team. And Glag Glasgow goes to war. They must have derbies like every other day. It seems like they play all the time. <laughs> Let me run back to Chelsea Tottenham for one more thing. Because uh -huh. I saw a club statement today from Tottenham. Uh -oh. And let me preface this by saying I do not condone homophobia or anything or any of it. I condone it. What I'm saying is that uh, no, I don't. there is a familiar chant and song about Chelsea being male prostitutes, blah, 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 uh, blah, blah. Rent boys, yes. Rent boys is the term. Yes, correct. And there, it's shit like that. And and take – take. But the away fans chanting Yid Army was fine. Well, that's <laughs> – it's our thing, right? And whatever. I'm not saying – what I'm saying is <laughs> – what I'm saying is, is that, like you said, the depth of insult in Europe is so impressive. And, and, so and yeah, like they often cross lines. I don't oh, think there's some real line. Crossing. By the way, I don't think this is on the same par as some other lines, but the hissing, that's 
about as bad as it gets. That's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> it's right? really bad. And believe me, a lot of it is directed at Tottenham fans. So yeah. if Tottenham fans are making a couple ha 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 jokes. You know what? While you guys are kicking the living fucking shit out of us, good on you. Good on you. But no, no, it's, oh, it's oh, the depth did, of hatred. Did you hear? Did they hear? Did you hear the Lukaku Inter song? Oh, I don't. Oh, yes, I did. I did. I did. He's Inter. He's Inter. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku. He's Inter Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good. look, it's 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 the they way that they can the continue to. Oh, they definitely can sometimes. And you know what? The bridge Good. wasn't that loud. I mean, look, it's a nothing game. It was in the bag early. I so thought like, it whatever. was pretty rowdy. There was, it seemed crowded. Oh, it was, and actually, I thought there were, there were sections that were empty. I was actually sort of surprised by that. And I think that was sort of ticket allocation things and whatever. Yeah, the Spurs I'm not criticizing race. either team. And again, I'm not saying I condone the idea of whatever. But let's let's separate <laughs> for a second the actual what that is. And just have it a laugh, right? Like that's realistically where we are. I know that that's impossible in the year 2022. I get that. The year of our Lord 2022. The year of our Lord 2022. Um, uh, but like, I just the depth that they go to to these these songs, these chants, and again, they do cross lines sometimes. But the fact that they have so much vitriol, and it actually brought me back to something. I turned off the Tottenham game, and I went. All right, whatever. Uh, I'll just watch some hockey or whatever tonight and, and just kind of cleanse my sports palette of that nonsense. <laughs> the worst part is that they don't have anything else. So as no. much as I started drinking the Kool-Aid and I started coming around and I don't really care about the Carabao Cup, but fuck it, I'm in this time. <laughs> they do this every time. And I just was like, why aren't suicides higher in England? Like, I Oh, they're high. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> No, I think that they have a they have a weirdly less obsessive sport culture. I don't think that it's as 24/7. Not as many people have cable, so they literally go to games and ha watch match of the day. That is the extent of footballness and Twitter. I think they're much more sport Twitter focused than we are. And I, I do remember this. It, the, the, it is much more casual. I mean, if you think about our time at Tops inside Kick, the kids they don't. They don't I, I don't get the sense that there's like the the live or die stuff. I don't know. It doesn't seem oh, to be I'm not it's just different. It's different. It's different, I think. Right. Oh no, it is. Um and and it's, it's funny. It doesn't take on a sort of like life or death kind of I don't I don't no. know. Maybe I mean I don't know. It's just different. But then know. they get excited about darts and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? That's that would be like <laughs> Well, yeah, that would be like me watching an NFL game on Sunday and then be like, oh, bowling's on. That's fucking cool. Well, no. if it was only NFL, I would. you watch might more. watch darts. Oh, Jesus. That's, a, that's what I mean. I might just fucking kill myself then. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I do want to go. I want to go one more round through the FA Cup. Do you have any games that you are interested in? Uh, uh, do you pick it up so at all? So much so that I don't even know. Okay. Let me look at them. Let me. Oh no, no, no. There was uh, one of the. I don't know any of the uh, the non Premier League sides. If I'm being okay. quite honest, but okay. West Ham Leeds sounds really fun. And like you said, Man United Aston Villa sounds awesome. Um, uh, no, no, those are the only two. Okay. <laughs> Kitty Minster, though, I'm in on Kitty Minster and Reading because I think I told the story on the show one time that I was uh, drinking at the holiday party for the Reading basically backroom staff. 
uh, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. And I've, so they're I've all really a, good I've people. I've got a killer stat for you. You ready? Go for it. Chesterfield versus uh, Chelsea. This is only England has this. It's amazing. Chesterfield's one victory against Chelsea was back in October of 1905. Wow. In a league match, winning 1-0. It was Chelsea's first ever home defeat in the football league. Wow. Chelsea haven't faced Chesterfield in the FA Cup since the 1949-50 season. We all remember that. Yeah, winning classic. 3-0. Classic game. Winning yeah. 3-0 in a fifth-round replay after a 1-1 draw. Oh, yeah, man. That's one thing that we all remember. The, the FA Cup normally has replays. They have repealed replays. So these games will go to extra time directly to penalties. Replays were really cool for the four teams. Wait, 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 wait. Is it going to extra time or directly to penalties? Extra time and penalties. And then penalties. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. That's good to know because because in a in a late one one game, I'm gonna be cur- I would have been cursing up and down like we gotta go play Morecambe again. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but lose. for Morecambe, for Morecambe, it's it's the greatest thing ever. So we yeah, won't have replays. Which some the, of the most the famous levels. games. So for for the uninitiated, the FA Cup is every team in England that is up and down the country has a chance to be in it. There's a, it starts with 792 teams. The 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 championship and it starts in and August. The, yes, it starts in the, August. Right. The championship and the Premier League jump in in the third round. Mm-hmm. So they have that nice opportunity to bounce in after there's already been you know dozens and dozens around whittling it down to I think this is 64. I think this is a right. Yeah, like so you're talking about almost 800 teams being whittled down to I think yeah, like you said I think right. 64. So so when a team that is non-league, so non-league means you are not professional, you are outside of League Two, which is the third tier down. So there's the Premier League is 20 teams, Championship is 24, League One is 24, League Two is also 24. When you drop out of that into the conference leagues, you are considered not in the in the professional game. You're in the you're in the lower division. Right. But those teams are professional. And and the reason why we brought up that Chelsea game is that um Chelsea are playing the highest rated team that are non-league. So Chesterfield is currently sitting top of the championship of, of the of the, uh, of the national the division. national league yeah it's called uh and they like i said they're undefeated but it's very cool i mean people shit on the fa cup a lot i find it to be fucking fantastic <laughs> yeah i've and come some of my most it. my most painful games have been specifically city losing to oh, fucking wigan i and if, if 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 wigan fucking advances i will be petrified of them because will griggs was on fire when some when yeah. dipshit and your defense was terrified. No, no, no. What what the hell was that? What was the, the bald black midfielder that City had? Oh, God. He plays for he plays uh, for Everton now. I can't remember his name. Anyway. Oh, oh. Uh, wore 18. He wore number 18. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Fabian Delph. Yes, he got sent off in that game. Yep. And, Paul, and Pep never played him again. <laughs> yes, that's right. I was – you said one game that I really should have called out. Millwall versus Crystal Palace. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to get up for that one on Saturday. I'm very <laughs> excited for that. So so famously, Millwall is known for being the most violent and disgusting fans in all of England. West Ham and Millwall represent East London, which is the most working class part of London and historically made up the most famous soccer hooligans. Uh, oh, yeah. Probably in the heyday, 
late 70s, early 80s, you can easily find half a dozen coming of age stories of working class kids getting into fights uh, about it. Uh, (laughs) All of them involve Gary Oldman. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, They're really, really good. uh, If you like absurd movies with bad acting yeah. uh, set. They're basically movies that try and make working class people seem stupid for following football and you shouldn't do this. So there, there was a concerted effort. Oh, uh, going along, you know, what, what, what we've talked about sometimes jokingly, sometimes not is the Hillsborough disaster. That was really like a class battle between the North and the South. of just like, oh, these, these stupid scousers got themselves killed when in fact they actually was was incompetent and was crushed mm-hmm. and they, they've still fighting about it there's been a movie on in england that talks about yeah. the documentary they won't give it up yeah uh let's not end the show on that note let's talk about something else before we go we're not uh, gonna, we're not we're not ending on people getting crushed no no, death? no 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 talk to me what about, about bombing of, of, the, of the english steven gerard <laughs> i think this is his first time playing united he's oh, since have he got boys. sent off after 35 seconds yes that's right correct He's going to have the boys jazzed to go into Old Trafford. And I think they come out with a win. And you know why? It's because Ed Woodward is leaving. Uh, If Aston Villa beats United at United, it will only be the second time any team has won twice at United in a season. Chelsea 2004 beat them twice at home. Oh, I see it. And Tottenham (laughs) in 1989-90. Yes. Oh that wait, that, wait. That was the the two teams. The, you know who the third team was, and we'll all remember this again. Aston Villa themselves have done it in the nineteen nineteen twenty season. So oh uh, oh, yes. you know when guys were walking around with one leg after getting gassed and bombed, and they were Correct. like, "Oh, can you help me out?" And they got one arm and they yeah. got <laughs> chips on their faces from <laughs> from getting killed by Germans. There it is. The first There's, time. The first time. This the is the first time. The Technically, German. that is not Spike. a World War II reference. It is Spike, a World Spike War I reference. All right. Although they did wrap it up. This. That's it. Okay. 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 That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast. We're not Nazis. Uh, with Mike Salerno and Laurent Fortins. He is a fascist and a black shirt. Uh, we are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're also part of Fan Hub. I love you guys. Uh, And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. It's been a while, and there's one review that says that we're misogynist, terrible people. Can someone just write a review so we're not there first? In fairness. that's, (laughs) that's, That's the end of the show.